0: Hey everyone, my name's Gavin. I'm Ryan, and this is the Sound Project. Okay, so we got some good news uh, recently, and it is that we have three studios in the new Mix Magazine Class of 2023 issue. We do. And it came out about a, a week and a half ago. Yep. And uh, that's big. I mean, we've we've had. Uh, studio's in every issue going back to 2013, mm-hmm. but, uh, and we've had a couple issues where we've had two in there, um, but this was the first time that we've ever had three, yeah. uh, which is uh, very exciting. And uh, it prompted us to kind of think about, like, let's revisit all these studios that have been in these, these magazines over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Mix Magazine has been really great to us and, and including us in this, this class of issue. Like I said, dating back to 2013, it's 16 studios over the um, course of 11 uh, issues. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty amazing. And it's, it's kind of fun to, to kind of look back. And so yep. uh, just kind of want to go through them. We'll show pictures of each one of these studios and talk a little bit about them and and it uh, should, be, should be a really fun episode. Cool. Let's do it. All right. So, and a lot of these, too, will be before your time. Uh, yeah. So, like, I know you know these studios, but, uh, but uh, this, this dates back. I think you even mentioned that 2013 (laughs) is the year you graduated high school. Yep. So it makes me feel very old.
1: It is really cool, though, also, because I remember, so I went to Ball State for college, and so we would always have these magazines, like, around the studios because I went for media production. So we had, you know, a pro-grade studio. So magazines like this we would have that we could just get for free. So I remember, like, going through Mix before I knew who you were. Wow. And so, like, seeing these now, it's like, you would have been in them, and I just didn't know at the yeah, time. That's, so that's pretty wild. Yeah, so that's it is kind of cool. So, yes, while the first one that we have <laughs> is, yes, from when I graduated high school, others do have, like, some meaning, too. So, yeah, it's that's pretty cool. Great.
0: Very cool. So, we're going to start off with the, uh, the first one, which was uh, the class of 2013. And uh, this was very exciting, and, and actually, one that uh, I did not submit the studio, uh, the client submitted it. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, so now Mix Magazine will send an email out to all the designers that are typically in, in these magazines and just ask for submissions. And I didn't even, honestly, I started the business in 2009. And I just didn't even think to submit any ones before that. I think yeah. I was just so busy doing the everyday, uh, you know, running of the business and everything. I just didn't think about accolades and right. awards <laughs> and things like that. And so uh, the client actually submitted this.
1: I guess before we dive too deep, like, do we, you want to talk about what the process is to get into the? Sure. Kind, yeah. yeah.
0: That's a great, great uh, starting point. So, um there's a judges from mm-hmm. Mix Magazine, and and they get submissions from all, all, I don't know how many submissions every year come in, but yeah. typically they select anywhere between like. 15 to maybe 20 or 21 studios every year mm-hmm. uh, that are supposed to signify like the best studios of the year and, right. and uh, um, you've got to submit details about the studio like uh, um, you know acoustical details and uh, you don't have to submit frequency responses or <laughs> things like that right. but um, y- you want to talk a little bit about what you did on the isolation front and and uh, with the acoustical treatment as well mm-hmm. and then uh, some really nice photos because these magazines are just filled with you know inspirational shots for people people. People to to look at and say like, man, I want to have a studio like that someday. It's really really kind of fun to see them all together. And you know, honestly, uh, I I like when the issue comes out just because I love seeing what um, our our colleagues are doing out Mm -hmm. there. You know, it's uh, something where. It's a very niche in industry that we work in, yeah. and uh, there's so much great work that's happening for, uh, around the world mm-hmm. in studio design, and it's just really neat to see, you know, the, uh, other other people in the industry uh, doing really well for themselves and, yeah. and creating really cool spaces. So, yeah. yeah, so that's the process. You you submit them. Uh, you never know which ones will get selected. Like usually, we'll submit, I don't know, anywhere from like three to. You know, six or seven mm-hmm. a year, and then uh, the judges go through and they, they pick the ones that that they like. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's kind of fun. Uh, this this year when we got three selected, I'd submitted five, yeah. um, and honestly, like uh, I, I wasn't sure which ones they would pick because yeah. all of them were very very cool studios. And and uh, 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 so when I get the email saying you've been selected, I'm always just really humbled by that because it's like uh, amazing to look at all these issues and see. That we've been a part of all of them, yeah. um, but then uh, it's exciting to see like who did they pick, like mm-hmm. and 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 then the next exciting step is then calling those clients and telling them, hey, your studio is going to be a mixed magazine. Yeah. It's it's really really fun. So. So, yeah, so the first one here was 2013. Like I said, I didn't submit, um, but uh, Brett Molzer, our client, mm-hmm. uh, did. And I was very excited when he emailed me to tell me that the <laughs> studio was going to be in there. Um, but I'll, I'll share uh, some imagery here. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you can also uh, see it on YouTube um, or Spotify. We'll have video as well. And so we'll show some photos of, of some of these studios. So the first one is 77 Recording, uh, which is in Evansville, Indiana. And uh, it was in Mix Magazine 2013, and Brett Molzer is the, uh, the owner of the studio. And it's kind of an interesting project because uh, there's a company called More Music mm-hmm. uh, that, that was in Evansville, and a, a large retailer uh, of Pro Audio Gear moved in across the street from them, or very, very close to their location, and so they were going out of business. It was okay. really hurting their, their business. And Brett saw the opportunity to uh, purchase the building that mm-hmm. More Music was in and keep a retail storefront uh, up front so sure. that it's a smaller footprint, and then also keep the lesson rooms because they had, like I think, 600 students or so oh, wow. uh, that, that were taking lessons there. But he decided to build a studio inside of that to kind of uh, give some more interest to this space versus mm-hmm. what what was down the street, sure. you know. And so it really is is a is a cool thing because they built this studio inside of here, and now to this day, more music is uh, thriving. You know, like they're they're doing so well, they've actually moved out of this location. Like this, this studio doesn't either doesn't exist anymore. Or I'm not sure if someone purchased it. Okay, um, but they, more more music has a different location. They they sell uh, uh, gear and uh, really do great with selling guitars online. Sure, um, But Brett had this vision of, of building a studio to kind of revitalize the business, and it, and it worked. And Good. so um, this was actually – they had a big kind of warehouse space, um, but they had a lot of showroom. Like a, they had an acoustic guitar room mm-hmm. and electric guitar room. And we decided to kind of rip all of that out and yeah. and uh, build a studio. And, and Brett was a big fan of uh, some of the older studios in L.A., like The Village – I remember being mm-hmm. one of the things that he really wanted to uh, uh, emulate. Sure. And so there's a lot of natural wood in that space and, and just kind of a cozy vibe. And so this is the, the control room here. And I remember... Uh, um, uh, doing a lot of things on the design front here, because it was an open canvas. I mean, it was pretty much just a a, a warehouse space with really tall ceilings. And so in this case, you know, we talk about the 38% rule when it comes to where you sit in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we actually did in this space was did the 38% rule where the speaker height was 38% of the ceiling height of the room, uh, which is a a trick that you don't always get to do because you don't have uh, a lot of times that much ceiling height to work with because so often speaker stands are four feet tall Mm -hmm. and your ceiling height's eight feet tall and used right in the middle you know And, and that's not great in this case we had more ceiling height to work with so we that was one cool design element um, and uh, you see that big ceiling cloud above the mixed position as well. He also has the the two-inch tape machine, just a really uh, beautiful space. And then we go into the live room on this next slide, and uh, this picture was actually taken before that bass trap uh, on the, the left-hand side of the photo there, actually at the top of the photo, um, it, before it was completed. And, and so cool. you see how that big bass trap is being framed up and, and uh, helping with tangential modes in that live room. Also, the diffusers on the walls are interesting, Um We gave them a mathematical pattern to do that, but Mm -hmm. he wanted something that that would look a lot different than the standard, you know, QRD diffusers or uh, um, the Skyline diffusers, things like that. Sure. Uh, We we ended up giving him the math to be able to do these these, uh, kind of wood slat diffusers on the walls. Yeah,
1: on a performance side, like, is there much of a difference between something like that, where it's a very unique mm-hmm. look, compared to like a regular QRD diffuser?
0: I mean, the big thing that you're you're dealing with here is that while we gave them proper math for it, mm-hmm. um, there's no testing data for something like this, sure. and so um, it's diffusive uh, and and it works really well in there. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there wouldn't be some testing data to go back to, uh, and right. so anytime that we're designing something that's that's uh, brand new, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's a little unnerving because you just like... By theory, this should work, but we don't have test data to go from, and right. we really love uh, you know recommending things that have testing data. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it did did work beautifully. Like it, it sounds great in there. The black panels on the walls, too, uh, are, are panels that he had from a previous studio that we helped uh, design as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just moved those over from that studio, and uh, we got some custom ceiling clouds in there as well. And like I said, uh, the space doesn't exist anymore. Um, right. I'm not sure what state it's in, if someone purchased it. There's also a drum room and a, an ISO booth and a lounge uh, and a lobby as well. So like it's a, it was a really fun space to work on. And again, that was just like four years into the business, getting to work on a big facility like this was, was yep. really, really nice. All right. The next one uh, we'll go into is a uh, class of 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was uh, Fox River Studios in, yep. um, in Wisconsin, up near Green Bay and uh, our client Mike Haddad, uh, he he bought his dream home and it was on the water there and he had this boat house uh, where you would normally sto- store your your boats to get out onto the water except he doesn't Love boats. He loves guitars and right. loves music. And so we decided to take this this space and turn it uh, about sixty to seventy percent of it. We turned into a studio, and then the other uh, remaining was was uh, his wife's photography studio. Mm-hmm. So his wife Leanne runs a um, photography studio called Clicks for a Cause, and it's where if people will donate to Make a Wish Foundation, she does your photos for free. And it's really an awesome cause. And and uh, so it was such a cool project to work on because mm-hmm. it's two passion projects for for both the husband and the wife and and be able to make that that come to life was was really fun uh but in his space you know he he worked with um his contractor was amazing like he actually did a lot of the uh like home theaters for green bay packers players and things and just amazing woodworker and so a lot of the custom elements that you see this is the live room uh in, in that space and uh we Purchase some products from uh, Mm -hmm. Kinetics and RPG when it comes to the diffusion. Uh, But then a lot of the other things are just custom built uh, to our design. So you'll see some uh, absorption panels on the ceiling. And then uh, one element that we work into some of our designs is that the corners of, of the live room all have uh, custom bass trapping but then there's a break in that bass trapping to give you a shelf to be able to set things down on because yeah. you typically don't get to see that very often yep. and so this live room is just really nice to work with the windows are a nice touch too because you don't have natural light in a lot of studios uh, but we had to do a lot uh, to be able to keep that sound isolated mm-hmm. from the outside because he's right on the water and there's jet skis and boats and everything else yep. uh, that are. and, and I'm excited actually here uh in a couple weeks we're actually going to be going up to, to green bay to start a new project mm-hmm. and get to go visit mike and, and his wife and and uh, go have dinner and get to see the space again Yeah, uh, which is which is really great so also next to the live room is the control room and the control room has some diffusion built into a base trap on the back wall custom ceiling cloud uh, really nice woodworking going on in there and then uh, the front wall has a uh Uh, a bass trap that's kind of unique in that Mm -hmm. it's uh, kind of like a sawtooth pattern where it it zigs in and out. And the reason that I did that was because you want the bass trap to be thick in the corners, Mm -hmm. uh, vertical corners for tangential modes, but then the center is also thick because it pops back out, and that helps with axial modes going front to back. But then instead of just making it one thickness all the way across, I left some space in there with that zigzag so I could position the speakers properly. And so uh, if I'd done it all the way across, I wouldn't have any flexibility of moving the speakers around. And I wanted that when I I did testing. Sure. Um, So why'd you
1: decide to do like kind of that sawtooth look where Mm -hmm. a lot of other studios that we've done, like you see where it's just a flat wall. So like, did that have to do with the room dimensions? Yeah,
0: a little bit. Mostly it was just the speaker positioning piece of it because we didn't have um, uh, a ton of room because we needed the the control room to be there. But then uh, also the, the photography studio on mm-hmm. the other side of the wall and so we didn't have as much depth as what you sometimes have Sure, and so that was kind of the main driving factor there. Cool. Okay so the next one is 2015 mm-hmm. and in 2015 Oak Hollow Studios was the one that, that made it in yep. and uh, Oak Hollow's uh, uh, amazing space we have a full YouTube video of a studio walkthrough of that mm-hmm. and uh, in an upcoming podcast we're going to go through a case study of it yep. and uh, which will be really fun to kind of go through the details and um, it was a just a beautiful space uh, when it was all completed, but it started off as just a wood shed. you yeah. know, it's like a 47 foot by 23 foot um, uh, shack, mm-hmm. you know, it had about 10 and a half foot ceilings to work with. And we created this, you know, what's on the screen here. It's uh, um, one of those where it, it took him, a couple years to pull off because it wasn't his full time job, and him and his his uh, bandmates who happen to be contractors built it on their own time. Yeah. Uh, but man, their, their hard work like really paid off, and uh, it's it, crazy to
1: see the before and after pictures of that one.
0: Yeah, but. yeah, we'll definitely show that in the in the case study. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, uh, this wonderful live room. You know, it's really flexible to be able to move instruments around and get a different sound out of that space. Uh, we've got uh, also uh, good sight lines going in. For from the, yep. the control room into the live room, and uh, and then you'll you'll definitely have to tune in for uh, for for more information about that painting that you see on the left hand yep. side there. Uh, you could watch the full YouTube video or stick around uh, in a, in a coming episode where we go through the case study. Yep. And Lauren King is the owner of Ocalo, and he's just been awesome to work with. Mm-hmm. So so that was 2015. Uh, the next one here is 2016, which uh, was one where. Uh, I, I was brought in on this project from Brendan Murphy at, at mm-hmm. Sweetwater. Uh, he is w- working with Dolphin Street, and uh, Dolphin Street is a uh, was an existing studio uh, mm-hmm. before we got involved. And uh, Jake Peavy, who's a Major League Baseball player who had won the Cy Young Award and pitcher for the Giants and some other teams as well, um, when he was. Uh, in San Francisco he became friends with a lot of the guys from the Grateful Dead and mm-hmm. he he was just big into music and just just wanted to do that after baseball mm-hmm. and so he uh, is from Mobile Alabama and he found a recording studio there on Dolphin Street and he purchased it but it kind of had like all the charm of a doctor's office you know it was like <laughs> it was just like beige and taupe walls and and uh, the, the treatment wasn't all that great and so mm-hmm. they hired us to come in and just like give it a facelift and, and make it sound better and man it, it just turned out it's one of those studios where I I when I visit again it's uh, it 's pretty amazing it 's just got this nice uh, feel that you just you never want to leave yeah. and uh, work a lot with uh, Keelan Laxton who 's the head engineer there and and uh, uh, actually have worked on some other projects with Keelan after the fact too, mm-hmm. and just some clients that he works with uh, but there 's a lot of uh, natural wood in this space and, and that 's what 's great some of it is even reclaimed wood from like fences that were falling down on on jake 's property I believe they they took oh, wow. that and and uh, put it into the treatment. Um, you'll see some uh, custom base traps in the front corners there uh, of the control room some uh, pre-made panels on the sidewalls and then you also have some some uh, soffit base trapping and custom ceiling clouds the back of the room is really cool it's it's got this custom diffuser that we gave them the math to 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 build it and uh, instead of like staining it or painting it they ended up uh, taking a blowtorch to it and like burning it, and 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 it just looks amazing in the space, even better than what it does in photos. Uh, the live room really special; it's a it's a really nice big space, and uh, uh, we've got some custom clouds with mm-hmm. wood slats. and And uh, actually, fun fact: this studio was the first one to ever uh, put the Flex Forty Eight from Acoustical Fulfillment in their studio. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, it's a so uh, it's a product that I designed and got a patent for, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's a fuser when you want to be an absorber when you want to be and you can really kind of tune the room the way you 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 would like it to sound for a given application and so they've got seven rooms here and there's i think flex 48s in four of them and it allows them to really just adapt Mm -hmm. depending on what they're recording one day because i remember when i first talking to keelan about it he's like this iso room we're going to do vocals acoustic guitar sometimes drums violin like he (laughs) just listed off like 15 things wide range of things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so uh, i remember it was just at the time where we were getting testing data finished for that product is before it was even patented. And I showed it to them and they said, yeah, we'll, we'll be the guinea pig. And uh, awesome. since then, so many studios have installed it and, yep. and uh, it's kind of neat in their recording notes, they actually have a diagram of the room and they'll put X's through the ones that didn't have the shield of the Flex 48 in, okay. in case they ever want to go back to that sound, Sure, uh, which is really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was 2016. Uh, the next one here, uh, 2017. Uh, 2017 uh, was actually a local project for yep. us that got in. It was a 416 Wabash. And uh, 416 Wabash was a... It's in a location that used to be a nightclub, mm-hmm. uh, but then I think that they lost their liquor license, yep. and that's hard to be a nightclub uh, when when that happens. So um, uh, Chris Wodok, who had run um, you know rehearsal studios and studios in Indianapolis for a long time, saw an opportunity to uh, to to purchase that that facility and mm-hmm. not only put a studio in there, but then also make it a live music venue, like yeah. there's a stage, uh, but then it's also used for uh, weddings and receptions mm-hmm. and and all sorts of stuff and, and uh, uh, the studio is great because it's it's angled in such a way that the, the front glass of the, of the control room looks directly at the stage and they could record live concerts there yeah. and, and it's a really fun place uh, we went with kind of a, aesthetically a, a wood theme in the control room and then a stone theme in the live room uh, so you can see in this photo uh, through that window uh, you see some stone on the walls which a- acts as diffusion mm-hmm. in the live room and helps to scatter sound uh, but there's wood slats covering um, base trapping and absorption in the front room plus a a skyline diffuser on the on the back wall Mm -hmm. then kind of looking at the uh, again the front front view of this control room looking into that live event space and i've even got a photo here of the live event space so it's got a really cool industrial Mm -hmm. uh look and and uh um another photo there of the live room and uh yeah it's neat to have a a local project because we you know we're uh, based in Carmel, Indiana, uh, and uh, but our our work is kind of scattered all over the world. And so when when we got news that that 4 um, c and Wabash got selected, that was that was a fun okay. day.
1: It doesn't happen very often that we have a studio that's local, so yes, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so that was 2017. Uh, The next one here, 2018, is uh, High Five Studio. And High Five Studio is in um, Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. And Ryan Rossman is the owner of Mm -hmm. of, of High Five. And they bought this like century-old schoolhouse uh, that had been used for different things, like offices and things like that. But we basically gutted it and uh, and built a a, a four-room studio plus a, a lounge and a lobby area. And uh, the, the color scheme in it, uh, Ryan Rossman and his wife at the time um, uh, had met at an uh, art, art gallery that was showing Starry Night. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the blue and the yellow and, and some of those themes. And even in this next photo, you see the Starry Night pillow on the couch back there. Yep. Um, and just a really amazing-sized live room. Yeah. I think it's like 1,500 square feet of, of a live room space, which you typically don't. Don't have a live room that big, right? Um, and there's some use of barrel diffusers and absorbers and bass traps, custom clouds. That you'll notice that the uh, the wood slats are closer or further apart depending on how lively we wanted it in those areas of the of the room. Um, and then they also have a really cool element where one of their vocal booths is just all absorptive, so it's like mm-hmm. just doing, doing vocals in there mostly. But then they have another isolation booth shown here that has Flex 48s uh, in it as well. And it just allows them to have one dedicated to a dead sound and then mm-hmm. one that they can just tailor to whatever they, they're doing that day. Sure. And Ryan said that even sometimes he'll put vocalists in there because it just, that's the kind of sound that they're going for on a give and take, you know, sure. and so um, just having that flexibility to be able to, to move things around is is pretty amazing. Um, also, I love the story that Ryan, uh, that piano that you see in the live room there, uh, he just found it on the side of the road when we were working for right. And he, uh, he rehabbed it and, and now it uh, sounds great in a, in a great sounding room. Yeah. All right, so that's 2018. Uh, the next one, 2019, it was a special year because uh, it was the first time that we had two selected in mm-hmm. Mix Magazine and, uh, for the class of issue. And the first one uh, we'll showcase is Justin Martin. And uh, Justin Martin... Uh, he had he's an electronic musician out of Oakland, California, and he had actually done all of his uh, sound isolation on his own. Um, and then he found out about us, and he's like, man, I, I really want you guys to tune the room. Yeah. And I remember uh, distinctly that he was like, but I love the way the room looks, because he'd already finished the drywall, painted it. It was this like kind of nice light blue color. And he's like, I really... I don't want the acoustical treatment to be that visible. Like I, I just want, I love the way the room looks already. And so you can see in this photo, I mean, the acoustical treatment kind of just blends in and yeah. you don't really, uh, you can't really tell uh, what's going on in there too much. You've got some soffit bass traps in there, uh, but then we have that ceiling cloud uh, that's uh, similar color to everything else in the room. but. Notice that uh, slot going side to side in that cloud? That's actually a, a theater screen that can drop down in front of his speakers, mm-hmm. and it's an acoustically transparent screen, and he can sit in the back of the room on a couch and just watch it as a, like a home theater setup, yeah. Yeah, which is really fun. A couple couple photos of, of some of his um, equipment and gear that he has in there. He mostly mixes on those amphioms. Um and then the back of the room here is where the couch is. And uh, he got, I believe he got that diffuser made on Etsy. I think, oh, think wow. Yeah. I, I, no, no, I'm sorry. It was Rebel Sky Acoustics that did that. Sorry, Rebel Sky. Uh, and uh, I know that sometimes people can find these things on Etsy, but Rebel Sky does this uh, for a living. And, cool. and uh, really, really good uh, product there. Notice it's flanked by two bass traps that are side to side in there. And then the mini split system is directly above it. And he's got a sliding glass door that overlooks a pool and and a nice view of the bay. Cool. And uh, just a really, really fun space. Yeah. All right. So the other one in 2019 that was accepted was uh, Tori Kelly. And uh, Tori Kelly is uh, just an amazing singer-songwriter. I mean... uh, And, and one of the nicest people I've ever met, like her and her husband are just, just the nicest people. I remember when I was doing this project, I, I was going to fly out there to do some testing and everything. And I asked them like, well, you know, give me a hotel near your place that you would recommend. And she was like, no, you stay with us. Like we got a guest room and you know, she's doing laundry while I'm working in the studio, like just regular down to earth people um, that are just so sweet. Um, so it was really fun to work with her and, uh, Uh, her room was Isolation wasn't a concern; like it was just uh, trying to make a room sound better and and uh, some somewhere where she could uh, record both vocals and acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. And so all the products that you see here are actually um, from Acoustical Fulfillment. Mm-hmm. They do these hexagon shaped panels, these bass traps. Uh, then there's the Flex 48 on the wall uh, behind her in this shot, and the Flex 48 is almost like perfect for Tori because yeah. it's like the shields come out when she does vocals. And then you put the shields in when she does acoustic guitar and you want it more lively. Mm -hmm. Um, And the timing of this studio getting completed was just, uh, you know, serendipitous because it's like right when we went into COVID. And I remember sitting at home watching at least five or six like late night talk shows that she guested on and she had a nice sounding room to be able to do it from and like yep. that it was the backdrop of of her performing um which is really really nice for her i mean she got her start doing a lot of covers on youtube mm-hmm. and and uh and then she was on uh american idol as well yep. and and so just uh um you know to see her now have a space at home that she can she can retreat to and and she's even recorded a lot of things on her most recent albums in in this space too and uh and also you've got Frodo the dog uh which is uh super cute and uh he he uh he was fun to play with when i was there as well and and his his barking sounds amazing in the room like yeah, it's really, really pretty amazing <laughs> um, all right so next one here is 2020 and uh, in the 2020 issue uh, is a, a studio that uh, probably a lot of people that follow our channel know about. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Crowder Studio in Atlanta, yep. and and we have a full YouTube video studio walkthrough of, of Crowder's space. And uh, just I, I remember first walking into Crowder's house and realizing that. That this is going to be a cool studio because his house in general just kind of looks like a museum. It's like a lot of modern aspects and modern art that goes on in there. And uh, we have the space in the basement that we turned into a studio. And again, for him, isolation wasn't a concern. He just wanted it to sound amazing and, and look amazing in there. And so uh, a lot of the treatment in this room is also hidden. Like if you look at this photo that is on the screen right now, um, it's all like a custom uh, stretch fabric system that's all white. And, yeah. and uh, um, it, this is actually an old photo, though, because you can see that his speakers are not white in this photo. Uh, yeah. that, that was a, a big one uh, is that Focal ended up um, seeing the, these photos and then saying like, we need to step up and, and make them some white speakers to match yeah. the room, which is amazing. So Josh Estock from from Focal, um, uh, we coordinated with him and and delivered a, a cool present to, to Crowder yeah. uh, later on after the studio was already finished. Uh, there's a DJ station you see up there in the front, um, a custom desk. And then the back of the room, which is actually my favorite is a, a, a custom bass trap on the rear wall, but then there is a clear diffuser. So it's made out of plexiglass and that allowed us to put an uh, um, artwork behind it yep. and do LED lighting and all of that. Um, so you can still see the artwork, but it's diffusive, which is what we wanted acoustically. Mm-hmm. Like the rear wall of the studio, we wanted it to be diffusive. So we get the best of both worlds yep. uh, there. And then also have these these uh, perforated panels that are uh, offset off of the stretch fabric system, um, diffuse some frequencies absorbing others uh just creating a really uh, uh, crowder records a lot of different things in this room um so if you haven't seen the studio walkthrough of this place i would highly recommend you uh checking it out um it goes through all the different details and shows shows different elements of his studio
1: yeah this is really cool and i feel like on a lot of calls like people are like that's one of the initial inspiration things that they want to base part of their studio on is something to do with Crowder's, whether it be the LEDs or something else. Yeah.
0: And it's another one of those that finished like right at the right time, because uh, I think he was two or three dates into his tour and it got shut down for COVID. And then he was able to come back home and the studio was done and he could he could write and record most of his Milk and Honey album was was done in the space. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really great. Okay, now next one here is 2021. And uh, Brett Ensley uh, has a studio in his home, and this was really neat because we finished his control room, which is what you see on the screen right now, back in 2017, I believe, is yeah. around around when that was. And he had been using the space, and he's a composer. He does uh, like uh, uh, soundtracks for video games and other other things, and he also is a, a teacher. Like he teaches music to to students. And he he used this room for many, many years. And then after a little while, he's like, man, I I really would like a a live room, Mm -hmm. uh, too. And this was just a a second bedroom in the house, uh, this control room was. And he had a three-car garage uh, across the driveway from his home. And so we turned that into a live room. And so we had this control room here, another shot of the control room. Notice the back wall has uh, all of his... um, Uh, uh, three ring binders and composition books. Uh, He needed a place for that in his room. And so we basically use it as diffusion on the back wall. Um, But then it was cool to get that call later to work with him again and be able to do this across the street. So this is his live room on the screen right now. Uh, We we did conduit underneath his driveway, Mm -hmm. popped up into the room, and it's just an amazing sounding room. You know, he, he tells me all the time that he's getting work from LA just because people love the way his room sounds. And he's all the way in, in Greenville, South Carolina, you know, it's like, um, and, uh, we've got, you know, custom bass traps, some trapezoid shaped panels that he, he built custom. And then some flex 48s around the room as well, because he uses it for so many different things and, uh, just a really comfortable space and, and, uh, it works well for video too. He does a lot Mm -hmm. of video uh, recording in there. And, uh, I always just love being able to work with a client, on an expansion because that means things are going well and and they're, they're, they're moving on. So, okay. Uh, actually we're not quite done we had two in that episode That's in that right. issue That's as right. well so yeah we've got uh jeffrey j uh in sicily italy and uh jeffrey j is the lead singer of a band called eiffel 65 yep. and you might know their hit song back uh in the 90s i believe yep. it, was. it was called blue, blue. Mm-hmm. and uh that was actually kind of fun when we were doing the renderings of this project because oscar uh was doing the renderings and he asked me he's like hey what color do you think we should make the panels And i just looked at him <laughs> i was like blue like yeah. and and when we did it, you know kind of as a joke just like seeing if Jeffrey would like it and he's mm-hmm. like I love it like this is great so uh, it's all products from Vicoustic uh, and so there's their bass trapping and and uh, their their cinema round panels that are there and their wave wood panels on the walls it's a really small space you notice yeah. how it's it's not very deep at all and it's also not symmetrical uh, a lot of things that acoustically may not be the greatest thing sure. uh, but it turned out amazing like uh, he's got the Focal speakers in there and, and uh, uh, he does a lot of work with studio DMI and in, in Vegas which is oh, one cool. of our, our clients and so this is kind of like an um, uh, Italian location for mm-hmm. studio DMI and and uh, so they have acoustic products in there as well and it all kind of seamlessly uh, uh, integrates together nice yeah and it's another view of that that room again a lot of acoustical challenges uh, but it, you don't have to have a perfect space to have a really great sounding space right. so all right. Now you we're can done take with it. this one. Yeah, you can take <laughs> it now. Uh, all right. So 2022 is uh, uh, Cucamonga Sound was uh, one of the ones in there. And uh, Cucamonga is in Upland, California. Robert mm-hmm. Armitus is, is our, our client there. And he... Uh, it's really cool. He, he converted his bedroom, his master bedroom, and his master bedroom closet into a control room and an isolation booth. Yeah. And uh, the master bedroom, I, when I saw it, I got excited because it was like 14-foot ceilings, I think, in the back. It was a sloped ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it naturally kind of lent itself well to a studio having uh, the mixed position up towards the, the lower end of the ceiling and sloping back to the to the back and uh yeah so this is how the control room turned out he wanted to um integrate some some stone work in into the studio and so uh we put that kind of strategically in the control room because the stone a lot of times it's going to be reflective or maybe a little bit diffusive but we placed it in areas where it wouldn't harm the sound um and then we've got some uh panels from acoustical fulfillment both the fulfill panels and the flex 48s that are in there and then that really big custom ceiling cloud that that the angles with the, yeah. the ceiling slope uh, and then the back of the room has a custom diffuser that was built by his contractor uh, and a window that leads to the ISO booth uh, which was the the master bedroom closet, uh, this is it now, um, and so it's very versatile. He can do a lot of different types of instruments in there mm-hmm. and, and uh, really do well, um, and it's got many split systems in both of the rooms, and uh, it's it's kind of when i went to visit we have a youtube video of Kukumanga sound on our, our uh, channel as well When mm-hmm. we went to go film that it's the first time i'd been in there since it was finished and it's it's kind of funny walking into someone's house and then just <laughs> turning to where the master bedroom would typically be yep. but then have a studio like that uh, yeah. r- right right in your home uh the other one that got into the class of 2022 issue is studio dmi mm-hmm. and uh uh, those guys are just amazing uh, yeah. people, and uh, we did a podcast with Luca Predalessi, who's the owner of Studio yep. DMI, recently, and uh, this is their Atmos room. So they had a studio there originally, but they were getting so many more requests for Atmos that they wanted to convert their main room into, into uh, an Atmos studio. And so uh, we worked with, with uh, Josh Estock from Focal again to um, get this all worked out. And we had mm-hmm. to kind of route cabling and conduit around things. And, and we, we have a full studio walkthrough that's going to be coming out uh, later this month. Yeah. And and it's uh, going to be really nice to be able to, to show you all the details of, of how mm-hmm. that went down. Um, but this this uh, Atmos room, it's really phenomenal to be able to hear uh, Atmos mixes in this space. And, and they actually just recently missed uh, Mixed daft punk's random access memories in the space yep. um and, and so it's it's something where the room is getting uh higher profile things they also mixed uh drake's new album in the, in yep. the space too and so luca and everybody at studio dmi has just been been really fun to work with over the years yep Okay, so that's uh, the end of the issues. We do not have physical copies yet of the uh, 2023 issue, uh, but uh, these uh, three are the ones that made it. Uh, The first one is uh, Fontaine Records out of Lighthouse Point, Florida and uh indy fontaine is an artist uh this is a studio in her home Mm -hmm. and we worked with her and uh, her husband sean benyo uh and uh there's there's a really cool aesthetic in this space it's a cuban theme uh aesthetic and and, uh i don't know if we have many studios that have uh this much red in them Mm -hmm. either you know and and uh but i just love the way that it, it came out like that panel on the right hand side is actually a, um, um, a a image panel from Acoustical yeah. Fulfillment where uh, that's printed on a, on fabric and yeah. and it's an absorber. It's an acoustical panel. And then also you've got some custom diffusers throughout the space. The diffusers on the ceiling are actually hexagon shaped and uh, that's something you don't see all that often. Usually yeah. they're square and so that was a custom design that, that we put together and then um, uh, they had a, a manufacturer Uh, build that custom for them. Mm -hmm. And then we even have areas around the room where some uh, guitars can be hung because it's a very creative space to where it's just like they'll go in there with a full band and just jam and and come up with some different things. Uh, There's also a door there that you see that leads to an ISO booth. Mm -hmm. So they have a vocal booth there. And then the control room here on the next slide is an interesting element there. He really liked the idea of having mirrors on the Mm sidewalls. And so uh, instead of having a flat reflective mirror there we actually angled them all pretty steeply uh, so that that reflection off of those would not uh, come back to the mix position but then in that space behind the angle we actually built bass traps and so the speaker all it sees is absorption mm-hmm. uh, because of the angle of those those mirrors. Um, and then it's very deep, deep bass trapping that happens behind it. So not oh, cool. traditionally something that we do, but it was right. something that was client-led, and, and uh, we wanted to make sure that if we did that, it wasn't going to be a, a, a drawback or a negative sure. thing for, for the acoustics. Yeah, so the That's next cool. one here is uh, Legacy Soundworks, uh, which is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was one that... Uh, Honestly, it took a long time yeah. to to get uh, put together, and and uh, there's some some slow ups because of COVID, and then also uh, just some some things during the construction that that, that slows some things down. I think. From start to finish, I've probably been about three years or so that, mm-hmm. that I, I worked with uh, Brent Shepard and his uh, two sons Eric and Scott. Um, they uh, run this studio, and and it's it's so cool that it got finished. But mm-hmm. then even better that they got selected for Mix Magazine yeah. after like all the all the time it took to to get this place put together. But this is their control room. And uh, they've got a really nice size control room, got PMC speakers in there uh, firing back towards a a custom diffuser uh, array on the back wall. And then the live room is really spacious and tall ceilings mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of flexibility you have in here to be able to kind of move from, from space to space and, and get a different sound within the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the drum room that you can see in this this photo is, is got a, adaptive acoustics in there with the Flex 48 from Acoustical Filament, but also a curtain system yep. that allows them to kind of draw the curtain closed and and make it more dead if they want to, uh, but then liven it up for, for drums or whatever application. Sure. Um, view here of uh, uh from the drum room looking towards an isolation booth on the left and then it goes in through the uh, control room there you see uh with those diffusers on the back wall but yeah just a wonderful facility um it's really cool for cincinnati to have a new studio that's yeah. uh of this caliber and uh, i'm excited to see what they're going to be doing in there yeah me too and then the last one, uh, the very last one here, is Tim Henson's studio, yep. uh, and Tim has just been uh, super fun to work with. He's the lead guitarist for Polyphia. Yep. Uh, probably most people know that uh, he's he's <laughs> you know really big right now. He's a they're, they're really successful band, and and he's just uber talented along with everybody in Polyphia. Uh, we actually recently the whole staff went out and saw Polyphia when they came into town yeah, uh, here that's in, cool. in Indiana, Indianapolis. So. Uh, but Tim's studio was uh, on the second level of his house, and he wanted to make sure he, he had a space that was well isolated, mm-hmm. and uh, so he didn't disturb any neighbors, but then also uh, had a, a, a certain aesthetic going for him. And I remember, you know, we always talk about uh, getting inspiration images for clients, yeah. and Tim... I think this is the only one to date, is that he just sent a photo of a living room yep. <laughs> that he liked. He's just like, man, that if it could have the vibe of this living room, then I would be uh, pretty happy. And I think we pulled it off. You know, it, It's very similar to the image that, that he sent, uh, but it has all the acoustical elements that we need, to. Right. So uh, soffit bass trap around the perimeter, ceiling cloud, uh, absorption on the walls, wood slatted front wall to help mm-hmm. with, with bass trapping on the front, and then those trees, you know, the trees are, are super important to the acoustical design. Actually not, but they do set the Yo. room off, you know, it's, it's something that's really cool. So he's got uh, obviously a lot of guitars. Uh, he, some of them are signature guitars of yeah. his, but uh, um, just uber talented. Uh, actually, these photos are, are uh, actually it's kind of fun. This first photo has the white Genelecs. And the second photo is an older photo that has the black, black Genelec. Yep. So the white ones are the current uh, the current state of the room. And then he also has this uh, drum room uh, to be able to uh, isolate the drums. They use this room for rehearsal for their tours a lot as well. And uh, um, he doesn't disturb his neighbors. And, and it's a nice, uh, quiet spot for him to be creative in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all of them. Actually, it it's is. not all yep. of them. Yep. <laughs> it's not all of them. So... Uh, we, we've been fortunate enough to have them in the, the class of issues throughout yep. the years, uh, but we've also had a few that have been just articles in Mixed Magazine, so yep. I thought I'd, I'd talk about those as well um, in... Let's see, July of 2015, uh, U2 was on the cover of that mixed magazine, and there's an article in there for Paul George, the Mm -hmm. NBA player that we did a studio for. And so they did a a full uh, feature article on, on that and kind of detailing out, you know, why he was doing a studio, what kind of elements went into it. And so it was neat to have that in there. Uh, we also on the cover of March, 2017 was, uh, Dolphin street. So yeah. we talked about Dolphin street in this, in this, uh, episode, uh, cause they were in a class of issue, but then they got their own cover story and, and just, uh, uh, it's amazing. Some of the work that they've been able to do out of that.
1: Was Dolphin street, the first cover that we had? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was. So Dolphin street was the first time we've had a studio of ours on the cover of mix. And, uh, luckily it wasn't the last, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's been, uh, there's, there's one other one, and then one uh, planning. Up, yeah, yep. yeah. So uh, pretty fun. And then this next one is uh, from January 2021. And uh, it's got Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on the cover. And uh, there's a a feature article of Mid-South Audio, which is a studio that we did uh, for them in uh, Delaware. And uh, just a really cool space. It's uh, five rooms total and uh, just a magnificent live room. Like the the ceiling height and and, uh, the space that they have is Mm -hmm. is really great. And they have an audience console in in their control room. And and, uh, it's super fun to work with Mid-South on that one. Nice. And then the last one to, to showcase is uh, May of 2021, which was when Crowder was on the cover uh, with his white speakers. Yes. So yeah, the white speakers <laughs> were there for that one. And uh, it's, again, one of those studios where people ask about it so much and it's yeah. neat to have this. And then our YouTube walkthrough of the of the space um, to give people some more information about it.
1: Yeah, so. definitely.
0: Man, that's a lot. Like actually like going through all of that, like brings back so many memories. Yeah. And uh, I mean- Back to 2013 when the company was only four years old, mm-hmm. and all the things that we've been able to accomplish since then, and also the fact that we now have back there in 2013 it was just me. Yeah, like I, I, I that's a, there's no other employees a, until much later, and and now we've got seven people and we're doing big projects that hopefully will then end up in Makes Magazine again. It's just like yeah. it's pretty humbling to like think about everything that's happened over the years it's
1: really cool to be a part of it for sure yeah
0: okay so that's the end of today's episode really appreciate everybody taking the time to watch these uh, episodes as we are putting them out I mean it means a lot to us that you are taking the time to to go through this and and go through this journey with with us with the sound project and uh, really would love it if you guys would like and subscribe, sh- maybe share with a friend that you think would enjoy it. And uh, also, if you have any uh, topics you'd like us to discuss, like feel free to email us at info at haversickdesigns.com, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week.